Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast for Develop Yaman, Develop Yaman Unplugged. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking more about last week's topic, which is warning signs. How to identify warning signs. But this week, we're going to go deeper. We're going to talk about the elements, the six elements of Develop Yaman. For those of you who don't know what those are, it's basically six different personality types that make up our personality. We're all a mix of all the elements. We don't talk about personality psychology in a way where we limit you or put you in a box or any of that stuff. No. We talk about in different moments you can step into different character traits, different ways of being, different ways of operating. And each way of operating has its pros and its cons. And some of them are more natural for you and some require more effort for you. That's why we explore this idea that there are certain elements that are just biological for us. They're natural. They're part of how we are wired. And then there are some that are societal, which we've learned by our society, culture, family, religion, workplace, etc., where we adapt to our environments. And then finally, we also talk about how there's passion projects, which is when we are so passionate about something that we forget to sleep, eat, lose track of time, then we get extra powers and abilities to really step out of our comfort zone. It's what lets introverts get on stage and socialize and be at mega events. It's what lets extroverts sometimes sit down, organize themselves, get structured and, and concentrate on things that, that might otherwise be difficult for them. And when we understand how personality psychology affects us and our loved ones, that gives us a lot of clarity to not take things personal, to help ourselves and help others to bring out the best in everyone because we all have different needs, we all have different instincts, we all have different processes, we all react differently to stress, uh, frustration, etc. And when we talk about the topic of warning signs, we have to identify that there are some warning signs that, yes, are are, holy shit, this is uh, a warning sign of absolute abuse and, like, run for it. But many times it's 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 simpler than that. It's, uh, oh, this person is drained or insecure or doesn't understand the situation, and this is a result of this part of the personality facing certain confusion, this part of the personality facing some frustration, this part of their uh, uh, their personality not having received the stimulus that they need to recharge their inner battery, to feel peace, to feel comfortable. And as a result, we can actually solve a lot of problems or prevent a lot of problems by not taking things personally, not misinterpreting the situation, and actually tackling the problem at hand in a very direct way. So that's where personality psychology really helps us. And well, today I'm joined by my wonderful sister, Itzel. And it's very nice to have you back on the program. Very nice to be back. Thank you for being here. Are people hearing her all right? Are people hearing me? You're a little lower, aren't you? You good? <laughs> Let me check. Hello? Oh. There we go. Hi. There we go. Okay. So I guess I'll start again. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, it, it's really important to talk about this because 
in our relationships where we have different instincts, where we have different ways of responding intuitively or, or based just on how we function naturally, we can misunderstand a lot of things, we can get confused about a lot of things, and we can take a lot of things personally that might not be personal. Uh, so today we're going to be diving into yeah. a lot of these traits that probably in your relationships you've been confused by or you've not known what was happening or within yourself you've not known what was happening or what was wrong with you. Like you felt like maybe something was wrong with you when you were in that state. Yeah, uh, I know that we growing up had a lot of challenges because we have very different personalities yes. and we actually clashed a lot because <laughs> of it. And we tried to be generous with each other and understanding of each other, but instead of that, we actually caused the opposite. Uh, so yeah. uh, this topic is, is very useful because the moment we stop treating everyone like they're the same exact person, things get better. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we want equal rights, we want uh, fairness, we want inclusion, etc., etc., but... We want to treat people like individuals, yeah. not with one-size-fits-all approach. Mm -hmm. And we've been kind of raised with the mentality of, oh, you should treat everyone like you want to be treated. No, 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 no. I'm an extrovert. If I treat her the way I want to be treated, she'll get overwhelmed. Oh she'll yeah. get frustrated. She'll he tried doing that for many, many years, and it didn't work. <laughs> and, and, and I did also treat Yannick the way that I wanted to be treated. And I think Yannick was confused at best by like why didn't i talk yeah, yeah. so much to him or like why didn't i you know show that much interest and i was just like i like my space i feel like if if i want to share something with someone i'll do it so if someone wants to share something with me they'll probably do it uh but there are personalities that seek that out more actively and i really appreciate it oh my god i have learned with some people you directly had to tell them, hey, we should do this. Like, hey, we should go watch that movie. I used to be all like, you know, if you want, you know, let me know. I've been thinking because I'm more the kind of person that if you tell me what to do, I can get a bit overwhelmed sometimes. But some people really feel like you're including them and you're reaching out to them and you're saying, hey, like, I really seriously want to be with you when you're a little bit more assertive. Yeah. Uh, so there are things like that that you just kind of have to start learning about people where some people be more assertive, some people be a little bit more, you know, giving options and giving space. Yeah. No, it, it, it's one of those things that, exactly, if you communicate based on how you would like to be communicated with, many times you'll, hit th you'll miss the mark. Yeah. Because unless they have the same context, the same experiences, the li same goals, the same ways of interpreting things, the same personality, mm -hmm. if, if unless their brain is wired the same way as yours, they're going to interpret the situation differently. Yeah. And yeah, you can be saying one thing and then the other person will understand something completely, completely different. different. And next week's episode, we're actually going to go into the specifics of how to communicate with each element. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about warning signs with each each element and it will help us communicate better with them mm -hmm. and we will get into a little bit of communication but next week's episode is literally like these are the type of keywords you want to use this is the yeah. type of body language you want to use this is the type of frustrations that they have and how you can solve them for them but today we're going to talk about warning signs that often we can take super personally we can get super offended and many times it's not worth it and it's not to say there isn't a just cause to to get to that reaction, but many times when you understand, ah, it's just that person is insecure, it's, it's, it's lost, it's, it's mentally or emotionally or physically drained or, or socially drained, and just need some space, or 
It's just that their personality needs to approach this from a different angle or needs mm-hmm. more time to process things. And when you understand that, you don't take it as a personal attack or a, a personal letdown. Mm-hmm. And that helps a lot. And, like, for example, with Itella and I, there were many times growing up where I thought she didn't care or didn't want to be involved or where I thought she wasn't grateful for certain opportunities or di- wasn't yeah. uh, excited <laughs> to participate. And as an introvert, she just needed more personal space. Yeah. She just needed more time to collect her thoughts. She mm-hmm. just needed more time to figure out how to approach the situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd write, yeah, she didn't want to pre- uh, participate, but that wasn't because of me. That was just more about her basic needs yeah. than than me being rejected, right? Yeah. So when we have different personalities, that gives us a lot of clarity when we know how each personality functions, when we know mm-hmm. what each person needs, right? Yeah. So... Let's get into the warning signs. But yes. before we get into the s- warning signs, let's do a basic description of each element. Okay. If it's first time that you join us at Develop Element, we talk about six different elements. If you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook, behind us there's a, uh, a wall with some, some icons. You can go on developyelement.com if you want to see them, if you're listening to it on Spotify or somewhere else. Uh, but basically, we have what we call an energy scale. And the energy scale is a progressive scale from the most extroverted type to the most introverted type type. What does that mean? Extroverts need high social stimulus, more physical movement, more constant change. They think out loud. They're more impulsive. They act a little quicker. And uh, they just kind of like more lively environments. Then on the other side, we have the introverts. Introverts, they are people that seek out low social stimulus, more personal space, more organization, more tranquility, more structure. They like being able to predict things. Sometimes they like routines. Not always, uh, but there's certainly an element to they like what's comfortable, what they have already concluded and identified that works for them, etc., etc. And there's some steps that for extroverts might be a very easy step that for them can be a little bit more challenging. Uh, Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they don't want to explore them. The process is just different. And then in the middle, we have two ambiverts. Ambiverts are that middle energy. They're neither fully extroverted nor are they fully introverted meaning they are adaptable, they are flexible, they can adapt to environments of either high or low social stimulus. Generally speaking, they seek a middle point because either extreme can be a little fatiguing, but they can certainly enjoy both extremes. And for them, the most important thing is spending that quality time with loved ones and building nests and building deep, profound relationships. And they just go about it in different ways because it's two different types uh, or two different subtypes, and we'll get into that. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's start with the extroverts. Yeah, with starting with the extroverts, the first one is the electric type, which is the most extroverted. These are people that they're full of new ideas, new plans, new, hey, let's do this, hey, let's do that. They're jokesters. They love fun. They love adventure. They love things that are new, love things that are different. For them, if you keep life simple, mundane, predictable, routinely, they get stressed, like they get anxious, and we're going to be Don't looking more at that in a minute. But, you know, these are really people that they like movement, they like change, they like variety, and for them, they, they're really young at heart. You know, they're very playful people that they can be 90-something years old, 100 years old, and they're still going to have that playfulness, that sort of sense of adventure and, like, a joke here or, or, or maybe pull a prank there or maybe do something that 
it's kind of slightly against the rules, but like mildly, depending where they're at and, 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 and how desperate they are for stimulus. Just like that slight knowing like, ooh, like I'm doing something slightly different or something that nobody else is doing or something that maybe I shouldn't do, but it's okay if I do it, things like that. Um, these are really people that you're going to notice a high level of outwards energy that they're expressing uh, also their body language often if they allow themselves how they dress or they're changing hobbies trying different things all the time um, you know I've is some people they've expressed it in like different hair colors every day some people have expressed it in funny t-shirts uh, some people express it in changing hobbies or changing jobs all the time it's going to be a little different based on the individual but they seek out things that are different. They seek out things that are new. They seek out things that are fun. Yes. <laughs> I was just checking the chats and getting it all working here. By the way, a lot of people are saying, hello, hi. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, Roberto says, hey, guys. Uh, Manatee says, it's it. And then lots of like <laughs> clapping and, and hearts. And then some people mentioned that they couldn't hear you, so we fixed that. Yes. And uh, Fernando says hi, and mom says hi. So hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> um, now, yes. So you want me to move on to the fiery type? Mm -hmm. Okay. So moving on with the second uh, extrovert, which is the uh, fiery type. That's my primary element. And uh, fiery people, they are also extroverted, but they have a more mature energy in terms of they have a harder time being silly and playful. Uh, the electric type really enjoys that. Fiery types... While they can enjoy it, it's a little bit more uncomfortable because they don't want to make a fool out of themselves. They really like certain impact. They want to be respected. They want to be leaders. They sometimes can be great leaders, sometimes not so great leaders. But they, they seek leadership positions. They yeah. seek influence. They seek impact. They like to dress in a certain way where they have a certain impact and people notice them. They like having projects that they really can get lost in, where they really can like just put all their passion into that project and lose themselves in that project. And they also like uplifting people and giving them makeovers and challenging them, but also sometimes they can become bossy and, and such. We're going to talk about that when we talk warning signs. But really, their energy is focused on productivity, results, impact, leadership, influence, and yeah, they, they, they have a hard time Letting loose as much? Yeah, they have a hard time letting loose. They have a hard time not being in control. They like being in control. Yeah. They, th If they don't have control, they, they get stressed. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they, there are basically many things that, that goes into the fire type, but I think those are the main talking points. Yeah, any, no, like one, one really distinct difference you'll see between electric and fiery people is electric people, you talk to them for an hour and you'll talk about a million different topics because uh, they'll go here, they'll go there, they'll get distracted, they'll get excited about this and they'll tell you all kinds of things. Fiery people, you can be with them six hours and they'll be talking about the same thing because they're super focused. They get so passionate about their projects, yeah. their ideas. They're so committed to their projects and their ideas that you can be spending a lot of time with them talking about one single topic. Yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> If you've known me for the last five years, most of my days, most of the hours are spent talking about the same points, which often is related to development. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, moving on, <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, to the ambiverts, the ambiverts reminder, their middle energy. And uh, the aquatic type leans a little bit towards extroversion, but again, they're middle energy. They don't go to either extreme. Mm -hmm. And they are 
emotionally expressive. Yeah. No, these are very sentimental people. These are people that are very, you know, in connection with, hey, baby, if you can't see and if you're watching on Sp- or listening on Spotify, we have a kitty cat that just joined us on the table and I absolutely love her. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, aquatic people are very sentimental people. These are people that are very, you know, tied to their emotions. The decisions they're going to be making throughout their life are often going to be tied to how do I feel here in this space with these people working on this, doing this. Uh, their emotions are very important to them. Their emotional connections with people, with ideas, with concepts, with places, with objects are, are going to be very important for them. And so there are also people that really often know what to say. Like they know what to say that you need to hear because they're paying attention to the details. They're paying attention to, hey, you said you like this. Or, hey, remember last year when, when we went to this place and we saw this thing together? They're going to be paying attention to those personalized details in the relationships in order to deepen their relationships. Because for them, superficial relationships are kind of uncomfortable. They really seek having that deeper connection where you can really open up share your feelings wear your heart on your sleeve say this is who i am this is what i want this is what i feel and they feel amazing when that is also reciprocated yeah there's no other element that has more ease expressing emotions feeling and connecting those emotions and uh yeah that can take them in many different fun directions yeah uh now moving on to the next element we have the earthly type the earthly type is uh an ambivert that leans a little bit towards introversion and they like harmony, they like peace, they like uh, comfort, they like everyone being happy, they like everyone being in a good state of mind. If anyone is stressed in their environment, then they're going to stress and worry about them. They worry about everyone. They try to fix everyone's problems. They, uh, I have an (laughs) earthly side. They they can sometimes have a savior complex. Uh, They, uh, they enjoy, they can connect very well with uh, all the five senses. You know, they, they can really enjoy uh, good smells, good food, good, like, enjoy life. But for them, the most important thing even before that is the well-being of everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they know them, whether or not they, they, they have any history with them. If anyone is in distress or anyone is is uncomfortable, they will focus on, on their well-being, and they often yeah. put other people's well-being before their own. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not like conflict. They do not like drama. They they just they shut down during moments of of conflict, intensity, and such because yeah. they don't know what to do because they want to create win-win situations, and uh, they have a really hard time making any decisions where any single party is not winning. Uh, So they will take everyone into account in their decision-making, which can sometimes paralyze them. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's going to be one of the key differences between the aquatic type and the earthly type. The aquatic type, if you're a special person to them, like if you're one of their key important people, they will do anything for you. But if you're not, mm, they don't really care as much. Uh, Whereas earthly people it doesn't matter who you are like it doesn't matter even what your past is it's they see the best in people too Mm -hmm. Uh, earthly people will see the best in people and they will be very empathetic and understanding of everything you do and why you do it 
and they will have an explanation as to why someone does what they do, even if it's abusive and toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually can put up with a lot of not so good stuff because they see the best in, in people. Yeah. Whereas aquatic people are quicker to have an emotional reaction to the specific moment or action and they will interpret that and take it a little bit more personally because yeah. they basically let their emotions through as often as possible. But earthly types, they kind of try to put their emotions aside and their feelings aside and just yeah. kind of be like, what's going on here? Why does this person do this? Ah, it's because they were abused. Ah, it's because they are stressed. Ah, it's because of this. And they're very yeah. good at making excuses for people. Yeah. Um, now moving on to the next element, the area element. <laughs> the airy element if i if i could speak <laughs> yeah now we're moving into the introverts and uh the airy element is very much into understanding things from every different possible angle these are people who absolutely love learning studying understanding going deeper with things but what their focus is they're looking at all the shades of gray they're looking at how this changes if you change this variable and then if you change this how does it affect everything yeah. else and how everything is connected and so sometimes they can get overwhelmed and they can overwhelm these themselves and so they need a lot of personal space uh, because they're observing all the time they're they're very sensitive to or present with s- sort of all the stimulus around them and their environment how are people feeling over here what's happening over there and so on So for them, personal space is really important. Having moments where they can really disconnect physically, mentally, socially, emotionally from other people, from other situations in order to recharge, in order to sort of recover their energy. Yes. So metallic? Metallic people, also introverted, also love uh, becoming, for them, it's more about becoming masters at things. Like they also like analyzing things. They also like going deep. But for them, it's usually more focused on sort of individual topics that they're super passionate about and that they want to master. And they are more interested in eventually finding a conclusion. They can spend a lot of time getting to it, but eventually they want to get to an answer. What's good? What's bad? What works? What's practical? What's comfortable? And so on, because they like simplifying their life. They like simplifying all the practical, logistical aspects of their life with, okay, I know this T-shirt cut fits me comfortably i know this type of mug is good for me and it's the right size for the amount of water and the amount of coffee that i like you know they like sort of systematizing a lot of things to free up mental space to focus on the mastery of the things that they're really passionate about yeah and and they're also highly critical of things Mm -hmm. they they focus on exactitude precision uh right and wrong based on their interpretation they they certainly focus on finding the optimal way of doing things. So if someone does something s- in a way that's suboptimal or that doesn't make sense to them, they can easily get frustrated. Yeah. Because for them, there is generally speaking a logical answer. They do th- look at things in a more binary black and white way. Yeah. And that can that's a big contrast from the airy type where it's more like all the the hundred shades of gray and all the colors in between and all the different (laughs) variables and let me think about how everything comes together and have it taken into account this variable and that variable and and metallic people is like this is logical i have come to this conclusion and changing the conclusion is hard because they put a lot of mental energy in coming to exactly as he said a conclusion 
And they also, when it comes to plans, they like to have one specific, concrete, well-thought-out plan, whereas airy types like to have plan A, B, C, D, uh-huh. E, F. Like <laughs> they, they really like to think about all the possible things that can happen. And metallic people are more, more like, no, this is logical, this is how it works, this is how it has to work. If it doesn't work, something is broken and something is frustrating. And, and yeah. then they can be like, but this is the logical way of doing it. Like, any other way can for them can be hard to understand. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, these are the basic character traits that, that, that the six elements have. Reminder to everyone, we all have a mix of all the different elements. Yeah. Another reminder, uh, don't confuse introversion with shyness. Introversion is the need for less social stimulus, whereas shyness is fear of judgment, and even extroverts can be shy. So yeah. uh, look at not only behaviors, but the reasons why they behave a certain way. So yeah. now that we've mentioned those... Uh, let's talk a little bit about warning signs. So in the previous episode, we talked a lot about different warning signs in general, things related to jealousy, controlling behaviors, things about, you know, creating separation, judgment, etc. Like a, a bunch of kind of general warning signs that are independent from the elements. Now, today we want to take it one step further and we want to look at, you know, each element in their worst version, what type of things do they start doing? Or when they're drained, what do they start doing? When they're insecure, what do they start doing? Mm-hmm. And and are these temporary things or are they permanent things? Is it things that we can easily fix? Or is it something that, you know what, this is something we have to accept from them and if we don't like it, okay, then we have to look at alternative options. Mm-hmm. And, and how to just kind of interpret all this information. Yeah. So let's talk warning signs. Yeah. If we start with the electric type, uh, when electric people start getting drained, they start getting stressed, they start, you know, not having the energy and focus that they need, they become kind of dispersed, you know, they get easily distracted, you know, they'll start something and not finish it because they keep looking for that newness factor, uh, which is what regenerates them. But if they're not regenerating, they're going to see it out more. Um, they're also going to make jokes in inappropriate moments or laugh in inappropriate moments. It's very, very typical. It can be a funeral. It can be a serious meeting or like, you know, in the middle of a very serious conversation with your partner where you're talking about your future and like just a joke that comes out at the wrong time or awkward, nervous laughter. Um, but then as things start intensifying, they can also start becoming quite frustrated. Yeah. Uh, because they're fun-loving people naturally. So at first, they're going to look, okay, like when they're first getting drained, they're going to look for how to have fun. Like, how can I get more adventure? How can I get more excitement? How can I get more laughs? But then once it passes the point where they're like, hey, this is not working and I'm not getting what I need, then they start getting frustrated. And there's sort of like this dispersed, like, like anger, frustration, look, come on, like grunts here and swear words there and like just kind of it's like static electricity yeah it's like (laughs) like anyone that walks by like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also the more drained they are and the more insecure they are the more intensely they're going to seek out novelty and excitement so you know if they're usually quite okay and they're just a little bit drained it's probably not going to be a big problem they're probably just going to go out and party and they're going to feel better afterwards. But if this is a chronic issue or if this is, you know, a deeper issue with a lot of insecurities involved too, they can become kind of reckless. Uh, They can become irresponsible. Uh, 
the types of people who maybe their FOMO, their fear of missing out is so strong that they're at every party or they're hanging out maybe not with the best crowds. Uh, and doing getting not involved so good things just for the sake of... Yeah. Yeah, for them, like, feeling that they have friends, like, that they have people in their life, like, hey, I'm with my people, is really one thing that they really love. So if they're seeking that out a little more desperately, they might not seek out the best friendships or the best people to be around or the best activities to be involved in because they're looking for that rush. They're looking for that rush of adrenaline. And if something is a little bit, like, forbidden or a little bit, like, dangerous, that's exciting. But obviously there's a difference between um, whether someone is at the stage of their life where they're going water skiing or getting into more more involved, more dangerous activity, right? So you're going to sort of see that range of things with electric people yeah and another warning sign that sometimes pops up if is if they've been suppressed or judged or criticized Mm -hmm. their whole life then they don't allow themselves to seek out activities that fill them with life those are generative activities like fun adventure exploration and then they get extra tense extra critical of people and they will also start putting down people that do allow themselves to explore having fun so I know several uh, electric people that actually are very judgmental towards other electric people and yeah. very critical. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that in public. Why do you do that? That's mm-hmm. that's not appropriate behavior. You're laughing too much. You're laughing don't too touch loud. You're that. being too loud. Don't don't do that. And it's just their anxiety and fear yeah. of being, you know, uh, rejected or, or or judged, and then they kind of impose that on other people. Yeah. So so obviously it all depends on context, but that's something we all also see with electric yeah. people. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to fiery type. Fiery people, these are people that, as we've mentioned, like they like feeling a sense of success, progress. Uh, they're very invested in their projects. So when they're starting to get drained, when they're starting to get stressed, one big focus you'll notice is that they are like, I'm not doing enough. We're not advancing enough. This isn't uh, getting far enough. We're not. We don't have enough success. We don't have enough resources. We don't have. They'll stress a lot about that type of things, and these are people that can be super productive, create a million things in a day, and still feel like they're not doing enough. Uh, sometimes they struggle with really recognizing their progress, their advancements, their achievements, and that's something that they do have to work on if they want to increase their confidence and increase their well-being. Um, because you can really see them stressing a lot about that type of things. Like this project is not getting to where I want it to be because the fire person already has like, they have big dreams and every time they advance, the dream gets even bigger. And every time they have progress, they're like, oh, it can be even bigger. So they don't feel like they're getting close enough. Um, also you can see certain things maybe related to they'll be very invested in their appearance. Naturally, they're people who care about their appearance and how they present themselves. But the more drained they are, the more insecure they are, the more you'll start seeing this in a slightly more compulsive way. Uh, maybe shopping addictions or, you know, maybe getting a little bit more competitive with people. The more insecure they are, the more they'll compete with others to look the best. The more yeah. they'll argue about anything and sometimes you're there and you're like this doesn't even matter why you are never done about that <laughs> i don't I, d- I don't but for them that win is really yeah. important when they're feeling insecure or when they're feeling really really drained um so 
when you're in the milder intermediate range, like if they start recognizing their successes, a lot of things improve. Um, but if you're looking at a very chronic or very deep issue, then they can become kind of conflictive people. They can become people that sort of put others down to kind of lift themselves up. That can get into a lot of like arguments with other people that can become very critical of other people. And for them, like com we had mentioned already, metallic people can be critical. And for metallic people, it's about perfecting things. But for fiery people, it's really about they want to win. Like the more insecure they are, the more drained they are, the more small they feel, they want something to feel good about themselves. So you can start seeing them edging into that territory of almost getting into confrontations with people all the time yeah. in order to try and lift themselves up. Yeah, for them, they need that impact. They need those results. And if they don't get it in a kind of smooth, organic, natural way, they will start forcing it. And they mm -hmm. can start forcing it by putting people down, by being bossy, by being controlling, by by just being overly intense or mismanaging their intensity and excitement for things mm -hmm. and burning everyone out by yeah. just being too intense. Um, <laughs> I've never done that before. No. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, so, so if I people, they, a lot of the warning signs that you see are, are going to be related to their competitive side or their need to have wins. Yeah. Their need to have wins. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we really do want to emphasize this is when people are stressed. This is when people are tired. This is when people are insecure. This is when people are struggling at some level that you're going to see these negative aspects of their personality coming out in all the elements. Just the same way that when we're well, when we're happy, when, when, when we feel a sense of security in who we are, all of us, we're going to express our personalities in really beautiful ways. Yeah, yeah. It, it basically, each character trait, you can direct it in a positive way or a negative way. Mm -hmm. You can use the same character trait to uplift people or put people down. You can use the same character trait to connect with someone or to disconnect from someone. Like, they, there's really a big contrast yeah. within each element, within, within each personality, with what happens when they have self-worth, confidence, sufficient context and understanding of what's going on and not filling in the blanks and when they have enough energy mental energy social energy physical energy emotional energy to to kind of look at things more positively let's yeah say. yeah and, and one example while we're still talking about the fiery type uh these are people also that they like taking shortcuts sometimes yep and when they're regenerated, when they're well, they can take really smart shortcuts to get to places faster and achieve a lot of great things. When they're not doing so well, they'll take not so smart, not so thought out shortcuts. They'll make too many compromises. And exactly, they'll make a lot of compromises. They can get themselves into a lot of trouble and they can kind of ruin the foundation of their projects by not taking the time to look at certain important things. Yeah, patience is not the strongest suit for <laughs> uh, fiery people unless they feel constant evolution, constant yeah. advancements, and then they certainly can play the long game. Yeah. But in terms of any project they have, often they make the mistake of focusing on the long game, but getting frustrated when they don't have short-term results yeah. that mirror their long-term aspirations. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Now... Moving on to the aquatic type. 
warning signs. Yeah, the aquatic type, as we've expressed already, these are very sentimental and emotionally expressive people. So when they're happy, they're going to express a lot of beautiful things. It's going to be like living in a fairy tale with them. When they're sad, when they're angry, when they're tired, when they're frustrated, when they're insecure, it's going to be very obvious and they're going to express it very openly. Uh, So they will get mad. They will be more dramatic. They will be more intense emotionally. They'll be more variable emotionally as well. Um, They'll be more sensitive emotionally too. They'll take things more personally. They'll be asking more often like, hey, where are you? What's going on? Why aren't you answering? Why aren't you talking to me? They're going to be seeking out that connection with other people. They're going to be seeking out that sense of, hey, we're together, we understand each other, we're there for each other. And when they have more insecurities, when they are more drained, when they have less energy and it's harder for them to see the things that are there, they're going to focus more on the things that are missing in their relationships and in their lives. Yeah, basically when narcotic people feel insecure, when they feel drained, when they don't have sufficient understanding of the relevant context, they fill in the blanks with not so nice thoughts so they end up imagining worst case scenarios and they can become jealous controlling dramatic overly needy they can create separation to have that reconciliation they can uh basically devalue everything you do because nothing you do is good enough because it wasn't done in the, way the that w- they like imagined. they imagined it because you yeah, didn't take into account they d- oh you they d- you don't even know me you don't you know I don't like that. You know I don't like it like that. Mm-hmm. You don't pay attention to me. Those they're, sort of They're big fantasizers in a romantic sense. Like, they're people who will be dreaming about, you know, their perfect partner or their perfect friend or their perfect home or their perfect job or their perfect this. And so when, when they're regenerated, it's easier for them to accept things that are different from plan and they can be happily surprised with things. But when they're drained, and especially when they're insecure it's hard for them to receive and enjoy things that don't match their perfect yeah. idea and sort of what they've been visualizing. So, yeah, they'll and they might also dream about you knowing them without you having to say them having to say anything, you know. Yeah. You just know that that they like this because they vaguely hinted at it 5 months ago and you probably weren't paying attention if you weren't aquatic and maybe even if you were aquatic you might have noticed something else instead, you know. Um like they do kind of dream about somebody noticing those little things and paying really close attention to them yep. and getting to know them uh in a lot of detail. So Communication is going to be a big factor for all the elements uh, in this type of situations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, uh, for aquatic people, basically, just know their emotions are super important, mm-hmm. super strong. And as Ita was mentioning, when they're happy and confident and understand how things work... They can go into a beautiful, beautiful, super generous, super sweet, super considerate, super just uh, so nice. But yes, when they're insecure, when they're drained, when they're in a not so good place, it becomes an emotional roller coaster. And there are a lot of also manipulative behaviors that they do to get your attention, to get your love and affection and things like that and and, mm-hmm. and we've got to obviously look into into those yeah. um, now moving on to the earthly type the earthly type now leans more to introversion i mean they are ambiverts so they are flexible they obviously are um not fully introverted but 
they are more respectful of people's processes, their space, you know. They're not as invasive in terms of their expressions of things, but they can be invasive in their overprotecting and yeah. overcaring and overhelping <laughs> that they certainly can be. Yeah, no, uh, it, earthly people are, when they get drained, they'll reserve their own feelings. Like, they're not going to say, hey, I'm upset about this, or hey, this bothers me, or hey, I need this personally. They're going to try and hold everything that's theirs inside in order to not bother anybody. But they'll channel that into, hey, can I help you? Hey, you should do this. Hey, I can help you with this. Hey, let me do this for you. Hey, let me this. And, you know, they're kind of like, if you imagine this... uh, you know, overprotective grandparent who's like feeding you and feeding you and feeding you and you're already full and they're giving you more because you must have more. And then you're probably cold. So like, take another blanket, take another jacket, put on a hat, put on gloves. You know, that that's maybe a caricature-esque version of it. But they'll have that sort of need to help because they feel a great sense of satisfaction in other people's happiness and other people's comfort. So when they don't learn how to also take care of their own happiness and their own comfort, they kind of rely on other people's happiness and comfort. So like they'll see you, maybe you're comfortable, but if you don't look comfortable to them, they'll try and fix yeah. it. If you don't look happy to them, they'll try and fix it. So they can become kind of intense in that aspect. And sometimes they have a bit of a tendency to create codependent relationships because they're giving so much that it's easy for the other person to kind of rely on them and keep expecting yeah, them. And, and, and then they feel good about themselves being the one that helps. Being the one that, oh, I could help you. I could make you feel better. I could be there for you. And that kind of becomes a source of confidence, but not sustainable confidence for them. Yeah, earthly people often can fall into a situation where they end up developing a savior complex where they become addicted to saving people and helping people and it can when we talk savior complex there's a beautiful element to it and there's a not so beautiful element to it Mm -hmm. the beautiful side is you get to help people it's wonderful Mm -hmm. the not so beautiful side is when you get addicted to helping people sometimes you start doing it for selfish reasons and in forceful ways so I admittedly have a savior complex. I admittedly <laughs> am earthly. So what have I ended up doing sometimes? Well, I seek out people that have a lot of problems and I try to help them or solve all their problems. And I'm very good at it. I, I have many years of experience because <laughs> I've been earthly my whole life. But when I don't have people with problems in my life to help, he gets suddenly anxious. I'm like... <laughs> So what what do I do with my time? What where's my value? Uh Um, Yeah, um, I'm a little lost now (laughs) because there's that need, there's that longing for helping people. But there's a healthy way and an unhealthy way, and we've talked about that in a lot of episodes. Yeah, express version is help people that are grateful and ready to solve problems, and that can do most of it on their own, and you just serve as a boost rather that than them actually fully depending on you to solve everything mm-hmm. uh, because there you can get lost and, and not have the impact you want yeah. and definitely make sure that they're grateful and, and can receive it because if not you'll feel like a failure because earthly people they tend to tie their uh, confidence to their ability to help people yeah. so <laughs> yeah that, a big warning sign with earthly people is is that when you see them being addicted to helping people yeah. and maybe picking the wrong people and, and another thing with earthly people is if you see them becoming paralyzed if you yeah. see them really unable to make 
seemingly simple decisions because for them, they're so focused on everyone. What does this person think? How does this person feel? What's this person going through? How will this affect this other person? Yep. How will this affect the business? How will this affect the family? How will this affect my relationships? How will this affect this, 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 and this? And they can paralyze themselves in that fear of getting it wrong, the fear of hurting someone, the fear of inconveniencing someone. When really something that would be nice for them to learn is that sometimes mild inconveniences for some people sometime is much better than the inconvenience of paralyzing everything for yeah, everyone. I, I think <laughs> most people here on the team get very frustrated on my earthly side because sometimes I can overthink how to solve simple problems yeah. because I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So I just assume all the things that they're going to be uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. And then I try to find a solution that doesn't discomfort anyone. Mm -hmm. And... Sometimes people get very frustrated because I can literally put projects on hold we for have to, too long. We have to specifically tell him, hey, like we're willing to sacrifice these things. We're willing to be uncomfortable in these areas. We're willing to to not have these, you know, comforting aspects of our lives if it means we're going to advance, like if it means we yeah. can make progress. And then he reluctantly can kind of start taking more steps when he realizes, oh, okay, like they're they're making that active choice themselves that yep. they're willing to let these things go um yeah that's that's a big thing yeah, earthly people need a lot of consent they need a lot of like a reassurance they need mm -hmm. a lot of uh, approval for their actions in many cases because they just want everyone to be happy yeah and yes they can get paralyzed if they don't get that so yes a big warning sign if if they freeze if they get paralyzed if they're holding up progress if they're beating themselves up because things for other elements are seeming normal but for them it's like oh my goodness there's so much friction and tension and yeah. drama <laughs> and intensity because any level is too much for them yeah <laughs> yeah and if we continue on with the airy type these people also really like harmony so they can also become very sensitive to certain little things they can also become paralyzed uh but they're going to express it very differently when the earthly type is out there trying to help excessively the airy type definitely is more reclusive definitely more about seeking space seeking solitude uh disconnecting from people these are people that you know they're not gonna answer messages quite as fast that's normal normal for them is not answering messages quite as fast as most other people but then obviously when they're getting drained that's going to intensify so instead of taking an hour a day two days to respond they're gonna take a week two weeks two months to respond uh to messages or they might even give up on relationships because they've taken so long being drained to respond that they themselves go oh i've taken too long i guess i guess the other person has moved on and and the moment's over so i guess i'll just kind of give up on that relationship uh and and that's a big thing that you see and also we, I say we because I'm Mary, um, we're really good at going into darker thoughts when we get drained. Um, you know, we have an amazing capacity to find solutions by looking at everything from every single angle. But when we start getting drained, and especially when we're insecure, we're going to find all the angles of how everything can go wrong, every version of it going wrong, every version of it going even more wrong, and even version of it every version of it going even more wrong than that 
and we can definitely overwhelm ourselves with that and sort of get stuck in a really negative mental space that we have to kind of practice guiding ourselves out of uh, in order to get better because personal space regenerates us usually but if we're in our personal space thinking about everything that's wrong with the world we're probably not helping ourselves regenerate in that moment nope. uh, so we can make it worse and we can drain ourselves in that way yeah it can become a vicious cycle yeah i mean for example one thing i had to learn with itzel is Sometimes she looks like she needs space. Sometimes she says she needs space. Sometimes I give her space, but then I end up giving her too much space. And then she herself takes herself to a dark place. And then it's like time to pull her out of that dark place. <laughs> and uh, maybe she even ended up in that dark place because she felt a sense of abandonment. But because mm -hmm. she needed that space, but she f wanted to feel included while still having that space. Yeah, that's a thing you'll... you'll We'll be talking about communication next time, but I'll give you a tip already. Introverts in general, yes, they want a certain amount of space. Yes, they're going to cancel a certain amount of plans or say no to a certain amount of events. But that doesn't mean they don't want you to ask. That doesn't mean they don't want you to inform them of what's going on or, you know, just say once in a while, hey, we're planning this. You're welcome if you want to join. You don't have to. Or, hey, you know, I've been thinking this just so you're aware of it. Or, you know, hey, I've been thinking about whether or not to this just so you're aware of it. That's sort of a very good tip, easy tip to, to communicate with introverts. Yep. And for the airy type, that's going to help when they're drained to actually allow themselves to disconnect. But properly, you know, not like this forceful resistance of like I'm disconnecting, but I'm also not because I'm pressuring myself and judging myself for it. But rather, oh, okay, this is what's going on in the outside world. I know what's going on in the outside world. I don't have to guess it. I don't have to imagine it. I don't have to analyze it. So I can just focus on myself and relaxing right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. And now I will mention, because we're going to start looking at the metallic type next but before going into the metallic type the airy type that's their first second and third step is sort of pulling steps back yes. and re sort of re retreating socially mm -hmm. um, when they feel cornered when it's really getting to the point where no amount of distancing is helping them feel better and they just feel pressured by everyone and everything all the time they do start snapping and because they've analyzed everything and everyone so much, they know what your weak spots are. They Usually they don't want to use them. Usually they're very soft and gentle people. But when they feel cornered and they feel pressured and they feel like they have no other way out, they will press your sensitive spots with the way they snap back, with the things that they say. They'll say hurtful things to shock you so that they have their opportunity to run away and get some personal space. Yeah, I was going to make a very bad joke. <laughs> he has personal experience with this, unfortunately. I was very I'm, I'm drained in some parts I'm going to make a terrible <laughs> joke. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's the appropriate thing, but why the hell not? Think of them as the many animals in the animal kingdom that have this defense mechanism to run away. It can be a pufferfish that blows right up, uh, or it can be like a skunk that needs to and then disappear. Mm -hmm. uh, Airy people, when they are cornered, like, they don't want to use that, those abilities 
if they can avoid it. But yes, if they get cornered, they can certainly get very intense very fast mm-hmm. and then run away very fast and yeah. disappear. Like Yeah. It, no, yeah. that's a good analogy. That's not even a joke. That's a good analogy for how airy people are. And and it's good having that set up and mentioned now that we go into the metallic type, the metallic type are sort of a little bit the other way Opposite. around. Uh, the metallic type, their first instinct is, hey, <laughs> like, let's clarify things because I don't think we're understanding each other. Like their mental processes, if there's disorder or things are not organized or they're not understanding somebody or somebody seems to be doing things wrong or they feel like they themselves are doing things wrong, like if something's stressing them, their first go-to solution is, hey, let me fix it very practically, tangibly. This is the problem. This is how we're going to fix it. So let's talk about it. I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong so that we can do something about it. So they can come across as critical much faster and much more often. Their perspective is, I just want to fix it so we're all more comfortable. Uh, from an outside perspective, when you don't understand that, it can come across as hurtful because yeah. they're very direct. They feel like the more direct and the more clear and the more honest they are, the more they're doing everyone a favor and the more practical issues are going to be solved. So if you ask them a question, you better want to know the answer. Because if you ask them, hey, are you mad at me? Or hey, do I look good in this? Hey, what do you think about my project? What do you think about my idea? If they don't like something, they're going to tell you straight up, this is bad, this is wrong, this is not working, this doesn't suit you. Because they think you're asking them because you want to know. So for them, if they get to a point where they're retreating socially, it's because they've tried so hard to explain it and tell you and speak more clearly and speak more clearly. Translation of that is more directly and more directly and more to the point and more to the point. And if that hasn't been working, they're like, fuck, I don't know what else to do. Like, I've tried everything. So I'm going to retreat into my personal space and I'm going to rethink this whole thing from scratch because something's not working. And then that's when they're kind of going to disappear and be locked up in their room or even their closet for some time to just kind of try and decompress and try and look at the whole situation, reanalyze it again, find a new plan or new strategy before going back into the world. Yeah, because metallic people, as uh, as Itzel said, they're very focused on just being as clear, direct to the point as possible, without filter. They're also not, they're probably the least emotionally expressive yeah. and the one that's least in tune with their emotions because they want logic to trump emotions. I understand that logic is open to interpretation by each element and each mm-hmm. element has their own interpretation of what's logical. But for metallic people, it's often... More practical, pragmatic, um, scientific, Mm -hmm. or like structured or verified or replicable or like things that just kind of they can understand almost like mathematical, like Mm -hmm. uh, an equation. This plus this leads to this result. Like they want to be able to understand how things function in a very simple way. Mm -hmm. And yes. If they don't understand, they can certainly become argumentative trying to find out a solution or try to make the other person understand how things work because they want that clarity and they sometimes have a hard time understanding that other people don't think that way. (laughs) So they can cut you into little pieces with their very direct, to-the-point feedback. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in terms of... It was a very good point. It's made that they 
they're not one to run away, but they do need time to collect their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So once they realize it's better that I collect my thoughts and then return to uh, to what's at hand. And yes, if they are spending excessive periods of time uh, alone or away from people, it's generally a concern. And yes, mm-hmm. he- here's a little clarification. They're the most introverted type because they're the one that needs least social stimulus. Yeah. Airy people actually kind of flexible. If they're regenerated, they can actually enjoy yeah. uh, more kind of different ranges of activities. Metallic people are more of a like, this is my structure, this is my routine, this is my comfortable space, this is the amount of people I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so they can kind of live a kind of more simple life than an airy person can uh, enjoy. But they also have an amazing ability to disconnect mentally in any space, the yeah. metallic person. So they can introvert in a fairly social environment. Mm-hmm. Like they can literally just shout out... Uh, socially and just kind of get in their own head and and kind of tune out a little bit sometimes or sometimes they can be overly sensitive to everything that's going on and that's a, another warning sign that they're drained if they're overly yeah again this is and critical of everyone's actions behaviors <laughs> thoughts uh, routines and just yeah. lifestyle again this is a case where you kind of see the airy type and the metallic responding a bit in opposite orders you know the airy they're normal state their natural state is being really sensitive to what's around them now if they're regenerated it's not sensitive in the sense that it's bothering them they're just in tune to it and then if they start getting drained then it becomes okay sensitive in terms of it starts bothering them and it starts bothering them and it's hard to disconnect and it's bothering them and it's hard to disconnect and then at the more extreme end of them being drained is when they shut off and start disconnecting because like it becomes a self-preservation mechanism once they've crossed a certain line metallic people their natural state is oh they can disconnect just because oh okay yeah, yeah, like i just I'm, I'm i'm interested in my own thoughts right now and other people are chatting and they seem happy so i'll just i'll just focus in my own head la 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 and then it's more when they start getting more drained and more stressed that they become very focused on what's yeah. going on around them and and bothered by the things that are going on yeah. around them yeah and these are things that exactly both introverted types have these things. Just the stages and the intensities in which they show up and the results of them mm-hmm. are a little bit different. Yeah. So now, now that we've gone through the six elements, let's talk about what does this information help us identify or, mm. or, or how can it help us? Well, the first thing it can help us do is, first of all, don't take it personally if you identify any of these things in either yourself or other people Mm -hmm. don't be too hard on yourself or other people but especially it's very important when other people do some of these things your focus should not be to fight them or invalidate them or anything like that it the first instinct should be to regenerate them in development we talk about this concept of regeneration and it's it's a concept of Depending on your personality, there are different activities, different stimuli, different environments, different actions that will fill your energy, will fill your emotional energy, social energy, mental energy, physical energy. And sometimes it's counterintuitive things like an, an extrovert might get more party, uh, more energy from going to a party than going to sleep. So 
we have to kind of eliminate those kind of stereotypical like, ooh, rest is going to make you feel better. Sometimes it does. Yes, we all need rest. But sometimes we need certain activities to fill us with energy. We mm -hmm. can produce energy chemically in our brain with dopamine, with different uh, neurotransmitters. And uh, basically we can produce extra energy. And that's something that when we have more energy, generally speaking, we have more flexibility. We have more ability to look at more different shades of gray, more different variables, be more empathetic, be more patient, be more tolerant. But when we're drained, when we're insecure, when we're frustrated, there isn't that opportunity as much. So the first step should be like, how can I regenerate this person? How can I boost them up? But also, how can I boost their confidence? And also, how can I provide them with more clarity about the situation so that they don't fill the blanks with their traumas and their insecurities because context is key and if they're applying context from a previous abusive relationship to this new relationship that might not be abusive but there's just some heightened stress right now then they're just gonna be like oh you're just like my ex or you're just like this person or you're just like this uh, abusive relative or this frustrating boss or this frustrating friend like you're just like this person and like then you're not actually tackling the issue at hand so focus on regenerating yourself focus on regenerating the other person focus on communicating things clearly in a way that the other element can understand next week we're going to talk about communication so that will help you guys a lot Fo focus on understanding the other person with curiosity ask questions like mm -hmm. why what are you feeling what what are your frustrations what are your needs uh, how have you come to these conclusions have curiosity. Don't go straight mm -hmm. to being offended because yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot if you have a little bit of curiosity and willingness to yeah. listen um, and not just react in the heat of the moment because all the elements can react in the heat of the moment. Yes, some more emotionally than others, some more critical than others, some more like escaping than others. The way we react to stress is different, but we all have triggers. So <sighs> breathe, <laughs> disconnect yourself from the situation. Yeah analyze how you can solve this problem better. And I, 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 I promise you, if you start applying these things, you can have way fewer conflicts. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, your self-confidence is a big part of how these things are going to show up. You know, because, yes, your energy levels, how drained you are, how regenerated you are, yeah. are a big factor. But how much it escalates and how much control you have over it is influenced by your insecurities and your confidence levels. Now, nobody's like perfectly 100% confident all the time. That's not what we expect. No. But step one is allowing yourself to mess up sometimes. So when you realize, hey, I'm drained and I'm doing these things that have just been talked about, don't go directly into judging yourself and, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so terrible. But look at, oh, okay, how about I have some compassion with myself? Things have been tough. I've been going through some stuff. So, yeah, I'm not at my optimal state. Maybe I communicate with the people around yeah. me. Hey, sorry, I'm not at my optimal state right now. And then you look at, okay, what can I do to change it? What can I do to start feeling better? You know, if you take that approach, or even just you can allow yourself to have your low moments. But when you allow yourself to have them with compassion for yourself, they're not going to blow out of proportion. It's going to be, okay, today I'm feeling like sad and I'm feeling angry, so I'm going to be moody and I'm going to watch sad movies and I'm going to eat ice cream and I'm going to feel sorry for myself. And you take a day to feel sorry for yourself and then you get up again tomorrow and go on with your life. That's a healthier way of dealing with it. And it's important it. to communicate that to other people. Yeah, exactly. Like not just to yourself, communicate that to other people. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, 
now with the pandemic, there are a lot of stressors. Yeah. For example, me as a boss, I've been more stressed than usual. I mean, there's more uncertainty, finances are more strained, you know, people are more insecure, people are more tense. So the, mm-hmm. the f- for me, there are days that I have hard days and people before the pandemic were not familiar with my side yeah. and like that side of me as much. Like, yeah, a little bit. Because obviously as an entrepreneur, you take risks and you get stressed. But in, in this particular case, it was it was next level. Mm-hmm. And then I had to be like, today I'm feeling insecure. Today yeah. I'm feeling the pressure. Today I'm I'm honest with you. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be my best self. Be patient with yeah. me. St- don't take it personally. Like I'm, um, these are the steps I'm taking so that I can get back on track as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can help me if if you want to accelerate the process. But it's not on you. But mm-hmm. this is kind of what's going on. Just yeah. communicating those things helps people not just fill the blanks with, with negativity. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Yannick has been good at that whole thing of really communicating what's going on and also saying, hey, I'm going to be stressed for the next so many hours or maybe for the rest of the day. Tomorrow, talk to me again about it, you know? And if you can do that both with other people and with yourself, like, okay, maybe today is my bad day and I don't expect myself to be at 100% and I'm not going to force myself to be happy and wonderful and free of stress. Okay, today I feel bad. Tomorrow, I check back in. Tomorrow, I check back in and see what can I start doing? What can I start changing, implementing to start feeling better? Yeah, I mean, communication is key and that's why next week's episode is on communication. Mm -hmm. But... Basically understand that each element has their best and the worst version. The best version comes when they're drained, when they're insecure, when they lack understanding of the relevant context, when they fill in the blanks with past traumas and insecurities. Each person has control of certain narratives that they can do mentally, certain mind exercises they can do, certain activities, certain physical exercises, certain physical environments they can seek out that can fill them with energy, fill them with inner peace, fill them with tranquility, fill them with confidence. And, I mean, we have podcasts, we have uh, classes, we have books on this. We have many different things on this topic. And regeneration is kind of one of the key ingredients of, of the personal development journey that, that we kind of explore with Develop Element. But just understand that, yes, have compassion, have empathy for yourself and for others. Don't be tar- too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on others. Start with regenerating yourself then focus on regenerating others. Start on understanding the relevant context with others by showing curiosity, willingness to learn, change, improve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also in the mo- at that same time, focus on communicating your context so that they don't misinterpret the situation. And yes, there are times that these warning signs are uh, a constant, chronic, just outright problem that that it's years in the making and and sometimes you have to set certain limits. Sometimes you have to put certain distance. Yeah. Uh, your mental health comes first. But I will say, with these tools, you can solve many problems. You can heal many relationships. You can improve many dynamics. You can eliminate or or, 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 or prevent misunderstandings in many cases. I mean, the amount of relationships we've healed with this, it's mm-hmm. absolutely impressive. I mean, this was born... Yeah. Uh, both in terms of her and I healing our relationship and me and my, my former business partners uh, healing our relationships because 
our different personalities just clashed so much under stress and under pressure mm-hmm. and we just had different processes and different needs and, yeah. and we often invalidated each other's needs because we didn't understand how someone could function that way and have those needs and have those processes. Yeah. So taking the time to just kind of explore each other's needs, explore each other's uh, weak points and just boost each other up, support each other, build those support networks. That goes a long way. Yeah. But these warning signs, they are never a run, run, run. Like mm-hmm. previous episode, we, we talked a little bit more of like things that like outright are our problem. But with, with the develop your element, once you understand, ah, this person is just aquatic, needs to feel this right now, needs to express himself. Oh, this person is just metallic. He needs to take the time to critique you, to, to analyze things, and it will feel like they're rejecting you, but really they're just coaching you through something in the way that they know best. Don't take it personally, you know, yeah. or a fire person pushing you too hard or, or being too intense with you. Ah, they're just feeling insecure, maybe with some compliments, maybe just uplifting them, maybe making them feel a little bit better about themselves, maybe supporting them to get another win. Maybe that will solve that problem. And and like with uh, an electric person is feeling stir crazy, they just need to get out. Okay, let me take them on a little adventure or let me create an in dynamic uh, uh, atmosphere here. Let's redecorate the space or just play a game or something mm-hmm. or, or 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 an earthly person are oh, they just need a little bit of reassurance and and that, that they're taking the right steps or that we are better off than maybe we're leading on and just simple things like that an airy person they just need a little personal space it's not that they've rejected me they just need a little bit of personal space yeah. okay i give them that space like it's just when you understand people there's so much less kind of unnecessary emotional interpretation of rejection or judgment or mm-hmm. or invalidation you know we can all coexist we can all cooperate we can all collaborate we can all support each other but we all have different needs and we all have different processes and and i know that i'm kind of sounding repetitive with this point but when it comes to conflicts we forget about that yeah. because when it comes to conflicts we often go straight to the problem. It's like, this is so frustrating. This makes no sense. Why doesn't this make sense? Why did this person do this? Or why is this person doing this? Or why? Or and, like, and we just kind of go in a loop. And we can, like, getting out of that loop can be a problem. And yeah. all the elements have their loops in different ways. And getting out of those loops, the easiest ways, with curiosity, with compassion, and with empathy. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to show you a little clip for next week's episode. And... Do we have some... All right. Let me see. I'm being informed that in one of the many chats there is something. Okay. So we have some chats. Okay. So (laughs) uh, we have a comment saying, I'm earthy, fire, and air. Uh, Someone is asking, please tell me this video will be in Spanish. (laughs) Haha. I need to share this with a few people. Yes, (laughs) we will be making uh, here in an hour. We will be in less than an hour, actually. In about 50 minutes, we will have an episode in Spanish in our Spanish uh, channel. So that is Development en Español. So there we have both on Facebook and on YouTube a live stream. Uh, and uh, thank you for the kind words. Great, I'll share this podcast. It's always uh, interesting. Uh, this helps me understand other elements, and I'm still finding my elements. I just found one. And another one, great information. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, and someone's saying it's like talking different languages. Yeah. yeah. We're actually we're going <laughs> to sh- roll an ad right now for next week's episode where I literally say that. It's like talking different languages. So, David, uh, let's show them. 
Have you ever felt like you're speaking different languages within your family or with your loved ones? And you just don't understand each other. And it's like one person is speaking Russian, another person is speaking Chinese, and you might be speaking English. But in reality, you're all speaking the same language. Now, this happens when we have different personality types, which inherently have different instincts, different processes, different priorities, different ideas, different ways of processing information, different ways of processing stress. And if we don't take into account the different personalities, we will often communicate to people in the way in which we would like to be communicated with. But oftentimes, other personality types will have a hard time understanding your logic or your process. The moment that you start taking into account the personalities of your loved ones, it becomes much easier to communicate with a lot of precision. And yes, that requires sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone. Yes, it requires you learning a bit about your loved ones, about how they are, who they are, what they need, what they want, where they're going. And the more you understand your loved ones, the easier it will be to communicate with them without having conflicts or confusion. I'll give you an example. I myself growing up, very extroverted, would fill the house of people, would always have a lot of projects and I would always get excited about a lot of things and I would share it very openly. And I would be like a whirlwind, a tornado that I would make so much noise and fill the house with so much intensity and excitement that I would overwhelm all the introverts that need a more quiet time, more personal space, more time to process their thoughts and ideas. And I would even invalidate them and make them feel like shit because I would try to help them be more like me. And I did it with lots of love and with lots of generosity because I wanted to share with them what worked for me, but that's not what they needed. And it took me a long time to understand these differences. So many times when we had conflicts or when we had to make certain decisions, we would be speaking totally different languages. We would be looking at things from totally different directions and it would be super hard to actually come to certain consensus. But the moment that we understood the priorities, the processes, the needs and the directions of each person. Oh my goodness. It was like we suddenly had live translation and I understood. I understood what my sister needed. I understood what my dad needed. I understood what my mom needed. I understood what I needed. And none of us would judge ourselves nor judge the other people. And we would come up with solutions that made sense for everyone. And we would be able to communicate in a way where everyone understood the plan. So. I strongly encourage you to take some time to learn about your loved ones, learn about yourself and make those connections stronger, that communication stronger and learn to speak the language of your loved ones or languages rather, because there are multiple different ways of explaining the same thing, of communicating the same point. And the moment that you know which is going to be the way that that person is going to understand, appreciate and value, wow, everything gets unstuck. So if you want to explore this concept further, join us this Sunday on our live transmission of our podcast, Develop Yelmet Unplugged at 11 a.m. Central Time on either YouTube or Facebook. And the link will be in the description below. And there you can join us to explore this concept where we're going to spend an hour, hour and a half with you sharing all about the different elements of Develop Your Element, the different personality types so that you can come to much more mutual understanding and so that you can improve those relationships. So if that's of interest to you, join us this Sunday and I'll see you there. Have a good one. Okay, so we are back. That was a quick little ad for next week's episode. And uh, it's a logical continuation to what we're talking about now. 
And we basically want to wrap up and we just want to emphasize a few points here. So right now, I encourage you to look at all the conflicts you have or all the strained relationships that you have in your life and try going a week or two without judging those people, mm-hmm. without rejecting those people. And every time you want to have an emotional reaction to something, ask yourself, why are they doing what they do? Every time you want to have a critical reaction, ask yourself, why are they doing what they are doing? And then communicate to them, I don't understand this. Can you explain to me how this works or why this is happening or why you're doing this? But not in a like rude way, just being like, I would like to understand you better. I would like to understand this better. I want to know how I can support you better. And try to heal some relationships this week. Now, I understand that not all relationships make sense to heal. Mm -hmm. There are some that outright you should put some distance. Generally speaking, what we say for that is if they contribute more negativity than positivity for consistently a long, long time, like several years, and it's just like there's you've tried everything and there's just they don't want to improve. They're addicted to, to feeling like a victim or feeling like they always write and no one loves them and no one supports them and like just feeling like nothing is ever good enough for them and you've tried everything to make amends to make Im- like how should I say basically if you've tried a bunch of things and there's no willingness from the other person to have compassion to have empathy to have willingness to change to maybe turn the page and maybe leave the past in the past if, if there's no willingness to do that and they are just so stuck in the past and reinforcing some dynamic, then you're you're not working as a team to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And yes, it you can heal relationships by being the initiator, taking the first steps, but it is a collaborative process. Yeah. So you cannot force healing a relationship. Mm-hmm. That requires all the involved parties. But you can certainly initiate. You can mm-hmm. start. You can inspire change. You can inspire your confidence you can show willingness to improve or 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 be more empathetic sympathetic just more understanding more patient more tolerant like you can show your willingness but it also takes time for the other person to believe it sometimes before they'll act so you have to decide what is right for you but i have learned this much people that are grateful people that are curious people that want to improve relationships with them it's easy yeah People that have convinced themselves of certain narratives and are replaying those narratives and have certain very solid conclusions about your relationship or about you or about them, it's harder to change the dynamic. You can do it, but it it can be draining and it can be a daunting task and you have to ask yourself, is it worth going through that? I will not be able to know for you. We all have different tolerances. Mm-hmm. We all have different priorities. Each relationship is different the relevant context is unique to each relationship. Mm-hmm. And I will say, start healing the ones that you know, this doesn't need that much with a little bit of clarity, a little bit of communication here, that'll yeah. be a quick win. The bigger ones, make sure you're regenerated, make sure mm-hmm. you're confident, make sure that you don't take it personally if you fail. Um, but do have some curiosity and don't conclude defeat because honestly, I promise you with these tools, the relationships that you thought would never improve, and then with these tools, they can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't lose yourself trying to fix relationships. Yeah. I think that that's a big point. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to empathy and understanding, there's a line between what is 
empathy and what is justifying abuse. We never want to uh, justify abuse, but we certainly want to talk about when we talk when we talk about this topic of warning signs. Understand that there's a difference between what people do and what you do, and sometimes you blame the other person, but you might have backed that person into a corner. You might have cut that person into pieces. You might... Like, one thing when you work in personal development, it's it's very hard to give advice to people that are pointing fingers only at another person Mm -hmm. because you don't know if they themselves also have toxic and abusive behaviors. You don't know. Yeah. So if you only hear one side of the story and then you're like, oh, yeah, poor you... And then you realize that they themselves are committing a lot of negative things. Then you need to challenge them to look inwards too. So mm-hmm. obviously I'm not like talking to you personally right now. This is a kind of a group thing. So ask yourself, these people that you have strained relationships, what have you contributed to that strain? Have you put them into a corner? Have you cut them into pieces? Have you invalidated them? Have you robbed them of their regenerative spaces? Have you uh, guided them to take a path that's based on your context but not theirs? You know, What things have you contributed to it? And that's not to beat yourself up. You know, I know a lot of people learn about these tools and then they go like, oh, if I only had w- known this early, I would have fixed this relationship or I wouldn't have had that problem. It's Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Just understand that when you want to help people and when you want to heal relationships part of it is tolerance part of it is patience part of it is empathy part of it is commitment part of it is you making changes part of you is you stepping out of your comfort zone and showing willingness to cooperate and to 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 you know provide certain environments and spaces for Mm -hmm. the other person but it's it's a it's a mix of many different things yeah so don't just think it's like oh okay you're metallic you have this and it's like boom and just go regenerate no 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 if there's traumas in relationships you got to heal those traumas and that comes with communication and that's why next week's episode is about communication because it's really key of combining communication regeneration empathy some level of tolerance and and just kind of patience as well yeah so anything you want to add to that no i think we're good okay so with that in mind I'm just going to peek down here on the phones. This whole Facebook thing is 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 awesome, but the amount of watch parties and separate chats there are <laughs> sometimes gets daunting to yeah. keep up with. But yeah, so with that in mind, I say thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the nice comments. Uh, we have a, yeah, a victim often can't realize she, he is being dangerous for his or herself and others. Yes, uh, in a few weeks from now, I don't remember when, But we have an episode scheduled for how to get out of victim mentality because we know that there are some people that reinforce victim mentality uh, in a not-so-good way. I mean, I don't think there's a good way to reinforce victim mentality, but what the basic gist is, okay, you might have been through a, a lot of stuff, but if you use that to reinforce a certain reality and hold on to status quo, you're not going to change your mm-hmm. life. And sometimes it's a matter of like, okay, I have to rewrite my narrative and feel like a survivor, feel like someone who's invincible, feeling like I survived that, I can survive anything. Sometimes it's it's a matter of like, maybe you learned that with victim mentality is the way to receive love and affection. Maybe learn to receive love and affection without conflict and without drama and without problems. And there are many different things that go into that, so that's going to be a, an upcoming episode as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, next week, communication, 
see you there, same place, same time. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye. Bye.